Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. You are listening to On the Daily, the RotoViz Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, powered by RotoViz Radio. Hello, and welcome back to Lane Points, a RotoViz podcast brought to you by my bookie. I'm Anthony Amico. You can find me on Twitter at Amixta. And my co host, as always, is Action Network writer Matt Lamarca. You can follow on Twitter at Matt Lamarca. Matt, how's it going? Going pretty well. Um, sports betting has been going great for me recently. My numbers over the past month are really, really good. Uh, and it came just, just in the right nick of time for uh holiday season. So, you know, still got some last minute shopping to do. And by last minute shopping, I mean all of my shopping oh, basically yeah. every time. That's, that's just how I roll. Um, so yeah, planning on hitting that hard tomorrow, but yeah, I can't complain, man. Everything's been good. I, I came in third in an NBA GPP last week. Life is good right now for the Maddie. I love it. Good to hear. Definitely, uh, you know, I just texted you today. Like, it's just nice when you log into the bookie account and there's more <laughs> money than the last time you logged in. Like, it's just, it's a great feeling. And uh, we've been fire. We've been 17-3 and three the last two weeks in the, in the picks. Uh, so we're picking up steam at the right time. And... You know, hopefully we can have a, a nice little Christmas gift for all the listeners with some some additional winners. I think uh, I think we're we're starting to feel it out. So you gotta keep it rolling. Yeah, I'm up to like 56 percent winners on the season in my five pack, which is pretty darn good if I do say so myself. I mean, <laughs> obviously that can all change in any week if I put up a clunker. But you know, you'd be up six or seven units or so just blindly betting all my picks, and uh, I don't recommend that, by the way. Like. <laughs> Wednesday I'm picks. a big, <laughs> I'm a big fan of variable betting too. Like, you know, the games I feel the most confident in, I put more units on than the ones that I don't. So, like, you know, we pick five games every week, but last week I only bet three. Uh, I had the Bengals for three units, which was a win. I had the Colts for two units, which was a win, and then I lost a one-unit pick on the Patriots. So, even though I only went two and one, it was still a great week because I won the ones that I felt most confident in. So. Uh, that's why my my record over the past month has been good. I've been winning the ones that I've had the most money on, which is always nice. And uh, I think that's just a good strategy for betting in general. Yeah, definitely. And uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, Matt, but everyone can track your action on the Action Network app. Is that right? Correct. Uh, it's myaction.app slash Matt Lamarca. You can check that out. I usually tweet it uh, on Sundays as well, but... Uh, yeah, I'm already in for one bet this week. I've locked in Atlanta already, which unfortunately you can't get that line. But uh, you can you can see you know what I'm betting and how many units I'm placing on each each pick if you follow me there. Yeah, it feels like a no brainer. I feel like you guys definitely should do that. Even if you just want to like learn more about like betting tendencies, like Matt's talking about variable betting. Like I feel like even if you don't match his action, like just following you know good resource, good good learning tool. Um, Thanks, bud. Yeah, of course, man. You're killing it. Uh, before we get started, you know, I'm going to push the usual Rotoviz stuff. I am going to say, obviously, this is week 16, so the Rotoviz NFL sub is probably not going to do a ton for you at this point in fantasy season. But if you sub now and you use uh, the podcast homepage, rotoviz.com slash podcast, you will save 30% and your sub will carry you through all of our NFL draft coverage, which is sure to be uh, A1. So. Uh, there is still incentive to subscribe through the podcast homepage, rotaviz.com slash podcast. Don't feel like because you're either out or in your last week of your fantasy season that uh, there's nothing to gain on that sub. There certainly is. I'm with you 100%. If you do dynasty leagues and stuff, the off-season coverage at Rotoviz is almost more important in my opinion. 100%. Yeah. Love, I mean, and of course, it's no uh, nothing against all the stuff. All the guys who do the, the in-season stuff, it's great. For sure. Great For content. Sure. But definitely, I think where Rotoviz has set themselves apart over the past few years has been the, uh, you know, the, the off-season stuff. Uh, so let's get started on the lines for this week. All of our action, as always, is coming courtesy of the good folks at my bookie. 
Uh, and we had the two Saturday games again, no Thursday game this week. But we got skins at Titans to open up the football weekend. Tennessee is a 10-point home favorite here. Over-under set at 37, Matt. What do you think? Yeah, let's pour one out for the Thursday games because oh. they will 100% be missed. That was some some good eats for most of the season there. Um, you know, the Chargers covered on the last Thursday game as an underdog, which is something that's barely happened this season. But we gave some reasons why that might be the case on our last show. So, like, all the obvious favorites crushed this season on Thursday. So, uh, we'll see if the, the NFL and the, and the bookmakers adjust for the, for the following year. But it's definitely something I'm going to keep my eye on early. Um, <clears throat> moving on to this week, Redskins at Titans is an interesting one. Like the Titans have been the toughest team to handicap all year. In my opinion, you never know what you're going to get out of them. Uh, they've looked pretty good the last two weeks. Uh, obviously steamrolled your giants who oh. could do nothing offensively with Odell Beckham out of the lineup. Um, I thought that just this line in general was interesting. You have the Titans favored by 10 and a 37 point total which, you know, like you would think with so few points expected to be scored that big favorites in that situation would have a poor record. But if you look at favorites of at least eight points with a total of 40 or less, they're 99, 93, and one against the spread. So um, just barely average, you know, slightly better than average, but it's not nearly as bad as I would have thought. Um, The one thing that I am looking at is the Titans have been pretty mediocre as a favorite. 0-2 when favored by more than six points. So uh, I look at this Redskins team. They were pretty frisky last week, and they were frisky the week before with Josh Johnson at quarterback. Um, I think he can do some things. You know, like the Titans' defense is good, but 10 points feels like a smidge too many. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I I am on team Josh Johnson. Like, you know, not a surprise. Yeah, mobile, (laughs) right? That's my kind of guy. Like, not going to be like a long term starter, but I just think that like. He's the perfect quarterback for their situation, which is terrible offensive line, no real skill players. Like he's the guy that's going to, you know, move the ball for them. Kind of exactly what they need. But I do like that. Uh, they obviously just covered and won outright as a big underdog last week on the road. Uh, I, I kind of think that they can do it again here. I think that the Titans, like you said, they've been up and down all year. Like wouldn't surprise me at all if they come out against the Redskins and just throw up a clunker. Yep. And we have a trend over at Action Network too about, you know, teams in like a back against the wall situation have historically not fared well against the spread when playing at home. Like the public tends to overvalue motivation, I guess, in the NFL. Sure. So <clears throat> that didn't work out last week. Basically, every <laughs> home team that needed a win to, you know, increase their playoff chances managed to win and, and most of them covered. But it is something to keep in mind, I think. Yeah, definitely good to know. Um, and we'll see. The AFC is going to be pretty crazy, I think, going down the wire. So uh, pretty excited to see what happens. Uh, the other Saturday game, AFC special. We got Ravens. Your Ravens, Matt. They're your Ravens. Need one more win from them, baby. Here. Yep. <laughs> uh, on the road, Chargers are four-and-a-half-point favorites at home coming off the big win against the Chiefs. Total set to 43-and-a-half. What do you got? Yeah, I think this is a bit of a letdown spot for the Chargers. Huge win last week. Um, it wouldn't shock me if they come out flat after, you know, stealing one from the Chiefs. I also think the Chargers might have the worst home field advantage in football. And if you look at that, their numbers are reflected. Like, they're 2-4 and four against the spread at home this season. So, I think the Ravens are actually in a pretty good spot here. Uh, I like them to maybe sneak a win outright and get to nine on the season, which would cash their season over bet, which I'm obviously monitoring here. Yeah, if you look at the overall DVOA numbers, uh, Chargers all the way up to second after winning last week. Uh, Chiefs are first still. Uh, but Baltimore is down at sixth. Like They've been really good. Uh, continue to say that Baltimore with Lamar Jackson is a much better offense, a really tough matchup just because the way they run the football. And uh, they continue to be an under machine. So uh, I'm definitely leaning under here again. And even at 43 and a half, the number's not high. Uh, but when you factor in the quality of both defenses and, uh, you know, the Ravens' tendency to basically just hold the ball for a lot of the game, I uh, really like under there and definitely agree, a uh, letdown spot for LA. Yeah, there's been a lot of like 
are we sure the Chargers aren't the best team in football yeah, this week? I'm sure. You know, and I always <laughs> love to fade that narrative. Absolutely. Um, that that was what they said. Like that was Booger was talking about that on Monday night. He's like, he's like, oh, I think uh, you know the Chargers are the are the best team in the AFC. And uh, wouldn't right. it be something if they met in the Super Bowl with Drew Brees? After all, I'm like, come on, man. Like, you know, like, uh, anyway, we got Bucks at Dallas. Cowboys favored by seven here. Uh, total set at forty-seven and a half. You know, Dallas coming off the shutout loss last week, uh, looking to redeem themselves this week. What do you think? Yeah, two two narratives that I like here. You know, one obviously the Cowboys. You could make a case that you're buying low on them a little bit. I would imagine if these two teams played last week that the spread would be a little bit higher than seven. Um, but the Bucks have also just been a solid team as a underdog this season. If you look when they've been getting at least three and a half points, they're four and two against the spread. Uh, Cowboys could also potentially be without Zach Martin, which would be a monster injury for them. Like he's maybe the best guard in football. So uh, a team that relies on running the, on running the ball so much, like to be without one of their best linemen, could have more of an impact, I think, than the casual fan realizes. So I'm going to go with the Bucks plus seven here. I, well, I think that Martin's going to play, so that's I guess that kind of drives my opinion. But mm-hmm. I just don't I, don't. I don't really think that the Bucks can stop the run game here. I mean, they've just been getting completely crushed all year on the ground. Five point two eight yards per carry since week seven. Uh, they've pretty much like the big changes that they've made basically since they fired their defensive coordinator is they played uh, a lot more man coverage and they've been playing a lot more dime and they've been taking like a 200 pound safety and putting him at linebacker. So like they, it, that's why they've been getting killed on the ground. The Dallas runs the ball uh, at a top five rate on third down and seven or less. So uh, they're going to run the ball. I'm sure against those dime looks and, uh, and Dak Prescott historically has been way, way better against man defenses than against zone defenses. So I think that a lot of things are, are kind of pointing in Dallas's way. I think that, again, seven is on the lower end of what we would expect as a spread. I think that we could have seen this at like eight or so uh, if this was a week ago. Um, so I'm going to go against what I think probably some of the trends would say. And I'm going to go with Dallas here. You know, teams coming off a shutout are 56.4% against the spread since 2003, according to Bet Labs, but uh, the vast majority of those wins have been uh, favoring the road, like when the team's been on the road, not when they've been at home. So a uh, little bit of a different circumstance there, but uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride with Dallas here. I'm going to buck the trends a little bit. Yeah, and I think this is why we're a good match. You know, you're giving us the X's and O's. I'm breaking down more of the Vegas type stuff. So I think that that's in like you make a very compelling case that the Cowboys should dominate this game. So uh, I'm certainly uh, a lot less confident in Tampa than I was 45 seconds ago. (laughs) All right. Bills at Pats, Matt. The Patriots off two straight losses. They're favored by 13 here. Totals at 44 and a half. Are they going to get off the schneid this week or what? Yeah, the Pats were my loss last week and... In retrospect, I'm pretty upset about my at myself for taking them. Like all of the stuff that was out there said the Steelers were the right pick. You know, like the way the fact that the line moved from Pittsburgh minus two to New England minus two after Pittsburgh lost. And I just ignored it because uh, you know, the Patriots are the Patriots. Um that said, I'm gonna do it again this week. <laughs> Brady on a losing streak of at least two games is five and one against the spread. And six and zero straight up since two thousand and three. So he's never had a losing streak of greater than two games. This also seems like a, a decent time to buy low on the Pats. They're receiving just forty eight percent of the money and fifty nine percent of the bets right now, uh, which is low for the Patriots. You know they're almost always a public team. So uh, I think people are scared to take the big number with them right now, given what we've seen out of the Bills, how they've been pretty frisky with Josh Allen. And giving that the the Pats have lost two in a row, but history says that this is the perfect time to to buy back in on New England. Yeah, and I like that we're getting it under two touchdowns. Um, if, even if you just look at Pats against us on like against the spread streaks of two or wor- you know two or worse, mm-hmm. uh, twenty and six against the spread after two or more losses against the spread in a row. So 
pretty tasty. Yeah, so just a, a really good bet. And I, listen, all the numbers, all the film guys, like everyone says the same thing. Like it's not like your typical Pat's Dean. They're not the same as they have been the past five or six years. But uh, I still don't think we want to necessarily fade all the trends. Uh, and I don't think anyone would disagree to say that the Patriots are far better than the Bills. So uh, open shut for me. All right, Matt, you got it on this game early, but the Falcons are now favored by three and a half on the road against the Camless Panthers. Uh, Taylor Henneke will be starting for Carolina. Totals at 43 and a half. What do you think? Yeah, so I looked it up. Matt Ryan as a road favorite, 18, 18, and one against the spread in his career. I'm honestly surprised. I, I thought it would have been worse. Yeah, me too. You know, I, I thought he would have had a losing record against the spread in that situation, but he's been mediocre. Uh, you know, early in the week, Falcons plus two and a half was a, a bet that I was recommending to anybody that would ask me because, like, I just did not see Cam Newton playing in this game. And when that happened, I figured that the Falcons would become a road favorite, which is exactly what happened. Um, but now that the line has adjusted, I don't know enough about Taylor Heineke, Heineke, whatever his name is, to actually take the Falcons in this situation. Like, I'm just going to hope that the the plus two and a half bets that I made cover, uh, I won't be looking to double down against this guy because I honestly, I don't know anything about him. Yeah, he's pretty Henneke is pretty much like a small school star. Like he went to ODU, Old Dominion. Is he a rook? Uh, no, he was drafted like two years ago, I think. Okay. Um, or actually, I don't even think he was drafted. I think he was on draft three years. But he, um, he was like a record setter, but obviously at like a one double A school. So we'll kind of see what happens. Like smaller guy, but athletic. So I mean, I am like obviously intrigued. But of course. I, I mean, how can I not be? But I just don't think... Small school athlete, like, just... It, that's your cup of tea right there. Yeah, like, want to be on Team Heineke? Don't think I can do it. Like, I'm just not confident that, like, a lot of the things that Carolina wants to do can be done with this guy. Quarterback, like, obviously, completely changes their run game. Uh, not just, obviously, because Cam's not there to run, but I think the looks you get from McCaffrey are way different when the quarterback rushing threat isn't really there. I mean... Henneke can run a little bit, but he's not Cam freaking Newton. You know, like, it's not the right. same thing. Um, and, like, I'm just not positive that, like, they even give, like, a full workload to CMC. Like, he's literally played, like, every snap over the last, like, month. Like, I just, why would they do that now? Like, the season's over, you know? So, uh, I'm concerned. Yeah, I'm not as worried about that as you are. And honestly, this this kid really can't play much worse than Cam has played for the last few weeks. That's fair. So, I'm not expecting a huge downgrade at quarterback. Uh, again, like I just don't like CJ. Uh, I'm sorry, Nick Mullins. I didn't know anything about. He's been way good. Like I would have lost a lot of money just blindly fading him. So I don't want to make that mistake again just because I don't know this guy. That's fair. Uh, it is. It does sound like you're talking yourself into uh, a rebet. Panthers plus three and a half, and then try to try to middle it. You know, just nah. <laughs> Maybe if it gets to Falcons minus four and a half, I would think about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's probably just a, a, a no bet, like you said. Uh, Jags at Dolphins. Miami minus four at home. Totals at 38 and a half. I mean, some of these games now just suck. Like This is just, <laughs> this is just pure suck. The battle uh, for Florida, bro. Yeah, battle for Florida. Battle <laughs> for all 15 fans. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, yeah, the Dolphins to me are a team where you typically want to look at the underdog and Ryan Tannehill as a favorite is unsurprisingly not been great. 14, 18 and one against the spread. So even though the Jags have just looked like they're waving the white flag, uh, I still think that they're the correct side here. But again, like don't watch this game. Don't bet this game. Um, if it comes on the red zone channel, change it. <laughs> like just avoid this game at all costs. Oh, you gotta see the touchdowns. I mean, that's the only good part. <clears throat> the touchdown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess you're right. It, it'll only be. I mean, last week that game between the Redskins and the Jags had what? It was like 29 points or 27 points, and seven of them came on a punt return. So that game was ass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know the Dolphins might be, are, are a little more. Uh, offensively gifted than those two teams, but 
I still don't expect a lot of scoring here. All right, yeah. I mean, I I think that that's that's a very very fair lean. I, I mean, I'm almost surprised that the total's even this high after last week. Like, I just Miami just doesn't even throw. Like they <laughs> they like they were down twenty one nothing in like the blink of an eye last week, and they threw like fifteen passes. Like, I I don't understand how that's even possible. So. Kalen Balaj season, baby. Yeah, I have. I, we're going to talk about him on the, on the daily. I'm excited about that. But I just have zero lean or care to have a lean on this game. Like, if anything, I would just say it's, it's an under because these teams suck. Like, and the defenses actually aren't terrible. Like, the Jaguars' defense is still pretty good. And who the heck knows what's going on with, like, Fournette and all that stuff. Like, that's really the only way you beat Miami. That's how you beat Miami is running the football. Like, who knows if they're even going to be able to do that effectively with kind of what's going on with the rest of their team. So I'm just going to say bet the under and, and just don't even look at the game. All right, Giants at Colts here. Colts favored by nine at home. Uh, huge shutout victory last week against the Cowboys. Can they uh, double up here? Total here is 47. No, I like your G-men here, Anthony. Uh, teams coming off of a loss of at least 21 points, getting at least seven are 119.96-2 against the spread since 03. So that's an over 55% cover rate. Um, you know, you mentioned the fact that the Giants were shut out. That's another trend that you mentioned earlier that I think uh, applies here, especially considering that the Colts just had a shutout. Yep. Um, you know, I watched that game because I had the Colts, and things, you know, broke exactly their way for the majority of the game. They had a blocked field goal. They stuffed Zeke on fourth and one around the goal line. Like they had a lot of things go in their favor. Um, I'm definitely still a believer in the Colts, but this line just feels like it's inflated given what both of these teams did last week. Um, I'd obviously feel a lot better if Odell suited up. I'm not sure what his status is heading into this contest, but uh, I think the Giants are the correct side here. Yeah, I mean, I obviously like the Colts to win, but I think that the points are too many. Uh, I mentioned the the trend for teams coming off a shutout. Uh, teams that are underdogs coming off a shutout are 35, 21, and 3 since 2003. That was a trend we actually mentioned uh, last week, I want to say, or two weeks ago. Um, but that's a 62.5% cover rate. Like It's just a really, really strong trend when the team is followed up as, as an underdog. So I'm pretty sure this was at 10 for, for a minute there early in the week. Uh, but I will definitely still take Giants plus nine here. Really like this game. And hopefully we get yeah. Odell. I mean, I don't, you know, who knows the Giants these days. And just to uh, to put some numbers to it, the public is is taking the Colts at 58% of the, the bets. Giants getting 86% of the money right now. Obviously early, but the Sharps seem to like the Giants. Love me some Sharps. You know that, you know this. Um, who does? Yeah. I mean, you t- you keep telling me the Sharps aren't always right, but then I feel like they're right. They've had a good couple weeks. <laughs> uh, Texans at Eagles. This this to me is one of the crazier lines of the week. I'm I'm trying to get my head wrapped around it because it opened at like Eagles minus one. Now it's all the way up to Eagles minus two and a half. The total's at forty six. The Texans are the are one of the hottest teams in football over the past you know ten games or so. Uh, but Philly obviously just beat the Rams at their place. So what do you think of this this spot? Both of these teams are overvalued in my opinion. Like I, I, I'm planning on fading both of these teams moving forward. I mean, we don't have a lot of season left, but like the, the Texans, yeah, the, for sure the Texans. And honestly, Philly is live for the playoffs too. Yep. Even if they don't win the division, they could still sneak in there if they get to nine and seven. Um, I, I honestly have no feel for this game. I would say that I'm on the Texans. Just because I think Philly is is definitely overvalued after beating uh, a Rams team that really has looked off for the past few weeks, um, Houston probably is overvalued too because they really shouldn't have co- uh, won that game against the Jets. I mean, maybe they should have won, but they shouldn't have covered for sure. Right. But I do think that talent wise, like Houston has it all there. They've got the pass rush. Their offense has been really solid all season. So I like the idea of getting them, you know, getting points here. Like, if if the, again, if this game was played last week, Houston for sure would have been a road favorite. Yeah, like I just don't, I just don't get it. I mean, maybe the Philly backers are just like really active, 
It's Foles season, baby. This is when Foles turns it on. Yeah, I, be- I mean, I guess. I don't know. He goes in the hot. He's like a re- uh, reverse bear. You know, he comes out <laughs> in the winter. He hibernates all throughout the summer. I just, I, I'm just so freaking confused by this. Like, I just feel like if you're Houston, like, you're just pissed off. Like, you're freaking way better than this team, you know, like, talent-wise. But, yeah, I don't know. Maybe the magic of Foles is a thing. I, I'm going to I'm gonna still side with Houston. <laughs> But I, this will definitely not be like a five-pack game for me. It's, uh, right. It's just yeah, way up same. in the air. Vikings at Lions. Uh, Minnesota favored by five and a half on the road after just completely trouncing. The uh, Dolphins totals at 42 and a half now. now. What do you think? I love the Vikes here. Um, at the Action Network, we have this projected spread at closer to six and a half. So I think we're still getting some spread value here. Uh, even though the Vikings came out of their... Uh, you know, dormant period in their last game. <laughs> but this bet for me more comes down to, I just love fading Matt Stafford against good teams. Like he beats up on the teams he's supposed to, and he loses to the teams that are supposed to beat him. Like that's just been his MO throughout his whole career. And if you look at his numbers, he's 34 and uh, 30, 45 and two against the spread against teams with a winning percentage of greater than 50%. Now, the Vikings barely fit that trend. You know, they're only seven, six, and one. But I think talent-wise, we can say that this team has underperformed their record. So I think that this is a great spot for the Vikings to, you know, take care of business and, you know, further solidify their their spot in the playoffs. Oh, you made really compelling points there. Jeez, uh, because I was, I was getting ready to back Detroit. I guess I'm, I think I'm going to have to go with you with Minnesota. Like, I just... What, Detroit, kind of, what kind of conviction is that, Anthony? Come on. The, well, like, the Detroit thing for me was just, like, Kirk Cousins on the road off of, like, a big win. Like, I just... I felt like there was maybe a good spot to sell Kirk Cousins, but I will say that the guys over at the Quan Edge have this line at eight, uh, so they give Minnesota, like, a pretty big probability of covering 60%. Uh, so I'm going to side with the the smart model guys and uh, the smart co-host guys and go with, uh, and go with Minnesota. I it just like, these are like just two quarterbacks that I really like to fade. So it's uh Makes it tough. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. You shouldn't go to Barnes & Noble and buy 10,000 books just so you can build a book fortress and yell out, I am your book leader. You shouldn't buy 147 copies of War and Peace, stuff them inside turkeys, and serve them at Thanksgiving as Terbukens. And you definitely shouldn't buy up all the copies of Dork Diaries, causing the neighborhood kids to stage a protest in your front yard. But you could. Because at the Barnes & Noble Book Hall, you can get over a 1,000 titles for 50% off. Stock up at your local Barnes & Noble. Terbukens are fictitious and should not be cooked at home. I feel like. All right. Let's talk my bookie. Let's talk about something we can just agree on. All right. Bowl season is here. And uh, I think you want to get some action here on my bookie. Don't be the guy with no rooting interest as your relatives or friends sit around watching the game. Not this year. We have a record 41 bowl games to bet, including the national championship on January 7th. It's the best time of the year. Make sure. Side you're note. Go ahead. Too many bowl games. Of course. Well, we have what, like the what a celebration and, uh, of mediocrity. You know, like. Yeah. Cut it down. Let's first off, let's get the national championship bracket up to eight teams and then have like 10 other bulls. That's how I would fix college football. Well, unfortunately, (laughs) there's just way too much money changing hands for that to happen. But I do agree. Too many bulls. But listen, at least we have stuff to bet on. I guess that's true. I do love a good bet. Uh, You can get your action on my bookie. They pay fast when you win. Ownership really cares about good customer service. And they offer the craziest props, which I mean, I'm pretty confident that anyone that's affiliated with my bookie like requests a prop and they will post it. Like, yep, love it. Uh, so where you bet obviously is just as important as who you're betting on. And if you want to make money during bowl season, you gotta go to my bookie. We both trust them. You don't have to take our word for it though. You can just check it out for yourself. Right now on my bookie, you can join and get a 50% deposit bonus. Just make sure you use promo code Rotaviz when you deposit, and you can activate that offer. That's promo code Rotaviz. At my bookie, the place where you play, you win. 
and you get paid. MyBookie.ag. So my bookie's pushing us on bowl season. I, I the college football. I every year I try to get into a get into a few bets. I've actually done pretty good on college football this year, but I, I bet I pick my spots very very sparingly. The college sports. It's definitely me, a just sport. Like a, where there is an edge to be had if you're willing to do the research. You know what I'm saying? Like, the thing is, the public, for the most part, is just going to bet the games between the ranked teams. But, like, the college football sharps are going deep into the Sun Belt. They're going deep into the MEAC. You know, they're looking wherever they can. So there's definitely some opportunities to do that during bowl season. Um, And and I'm going to give Action Network a plug. You know, we have some guys that do that. So... I think that would be, you know, once you get set up on my bookie, if you're looking for some help with some of these teams that maybe you don't have a great feel for, head over and check out Action Network. See what's going on there. Love it. Love the plugs. All right. We got Packers. We got Jets. We got Aaron Rodgers. That came out today. He's going to start. So we got Pack favored by three on the road at your fighting Jets, Matt. What do you think of this? Total's at 46. Yeah, I mean, assuming that Rodgers is going to play and he's saying all the right things, you can't back the Jets here. Like, the Jets have looked good. Uh, and Sam Darnold is coming off, you know, one of his best games of the season last week. But they're still the Jets. They still have no weapons. They still really struggle defensively. So uh, even though this isn't the same Packers team and they do seem like they're ready to pretty much just fold up shop, as long as number 12 is out there, I can't back the Jets getting just three points. I mean, everything that you said about the Jets also applies to the Packers. For sure. The Packers are awful. <laughs> but they have a Hall of Fame quarterback. Of course. Um, I'm taking the Jets. I, I just, I don't think the Packers, I mean, we know Rodgers on the road, never as good as Rodgers at home. And I, like, I just think the team is, is terrible. I think that they're just complete dog crap. And I don't think that Rodgers, like, this is a very, this is very clearly a banged up Rodgers. Uh, he's dealing with like a couple different injuries. I just don't like it. Uh, I'm going to take the Jets here. I, I, I feel like, I just don't think the Packers are any good. And I, I'm sure that the line is like efficient. I don't think it's like, I don't think you're getting like a huge value with the Jets. I just don't think that the teams are very far apart at all. I think you're, I mean, I, I don't disagree with you at all. And I'm sure that if you look at, you know, power rating spreads, they're all going to say that the value is with the Jets. So I get that. I just can't do it. <laughs> for, you know, for personal reasons, I can't do it. I understand. I, this is this is one I kind of want to get down on. Bengals plus nine against the Browns. We got Baker versus Hugh part two. Love it. Love it. 44 and a half point total. What do you got? I, lo- I, I like the Bengals again. I liked them last week. Uh this just seems crazy that the Browns are favored by nine points. I know they're at home. I know they're the better team. But more than a touchdown here, that seems off to me. If you look at teams getting at least seven points, facing a team with a losing record late in the season, they are above 500 against the spread. It's nothing crazy, 39, 33, and one. But that's enough to push me in the direction of Jeff Driscoll, who I am officially on board with. Yes. I like Jeff Driscoll. Let's go. So uh, I do think that this Browns team is super talented. I think next year they could be a real playoff threat, but I just don't know if Baker's ready to be favored by more than a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, it, it opened at seven, and I liked it at seven. Seven, I was like, all right, cool, I can get down with that. But nine is just too many. Um, I'm with you. I think that the Bengals are very, very frisky under Driscoll. Cleveland has played good football, but they're still like – you know, they still make the mistakes that you'd expect of like a young football team. It's not like they're going to go in and, and just blow people out. Uh, and I think the first meeting between these two teams with Baker in Cincy is, is probably inflating the line a little bit. Yes. And obviously Baker mania is just taking over, which I'm completely complicit in, but, uh, will not, will not wager on. Uh, the guys at the Quan Edge, again, uh, I'm going to continue to plug this. I think this might end up being one of their biggest bets of the week, but they have the line at 4.3. So huge discrepancy. Give the Bengals 65.2% chance to cover here. Uh, again, and I agree. Really like it. Um, I will continue to back Jeff Driscoll. Ride, ride till I die here with Driscoll. <laughs> Perfect. I, I love when like I can be on brand and be profitable. Yeah, sure. 
All right, Rams at cards here. The suddenly losing L.A. Rams uh, going into Arizona for a division matchup. Spread is at 14. Total is at 44.5. Interesting spot. What do you think? Is it time we should worry about the Rams a little bit, Anthony? Is you know, Jared Goff. What do you want me to answer? I'm going to ask you for real after I give my little spiel here. Okay, go ahead. But Jared Goff, last three weeks, 5.54 yards per attempt, and his adjusted yards per attempt has been below four. He's had a completion percentage below 55%, and he's thrown one TD to seven interceptions. I'm not sure what's to blame. Like, yes, they faced the Bears in one of those games. That's obviously a really tough matchup. They're not with Cooper Cup anymore. Like, I think most people thought that the transition from Cooper Cup to, to Josh Reynolds would be pretty seamless, but, you know, maybe that matters more than we all expected. Like, I'm not sure here. Like, I ask you, Anthony, should we be worried about the Rams? Yeah, I mean, I think you have to be, right? Um, if you just kind of look at what has happened with them, like they've kind of completely changed the way that they've been playing over the last few weeks. And it, there's obviously a lot of factors, but I think that if you just look at what some of like the sharp game watchers are saying, it's a lot less play action. Uh, I mean, last week I was shocked that they just like tried to beat the Eagles with Todd Gurley. Like I really thought they were going to throw it all over the field. Well, they caught a, a lot of crap for that the week prior, you know, and I'm not saying that McVay is somebody who's going to listen to the media and have that affect his coaching plan, but I don't think anybody is fully immune to that. You know, when you're right. getting crushed because Todd Gurley only got, you know, seven carries or whatever he had against Chicago, like, I think it's only natural to try and get him more involved the next week. Yeah. So uh, if you just look at some of the stuff that Silva has been saying, uh, they've been getting killed on pressure. Their pressure, pressure percentage is up 10% over the last three weeks. Uh, and defenses are playing a lot of cover four. So if you don't know what that is, I mean, you probably know what that is, Matt, but for the listeners. Um, Madden taught me. Yeah, Madden, of course. Uh, you know, basically four deep defenders. So the teams are taking away that deep ball and, you know, no Cooper Cup underneath, kind of a bit of, you know, kind of a game changer in terms of the passing game. Uh, and they haven't really been able to run the ball as well. Uh, interior offensive line, not playing great. Sullivan, Blythe, not really doing their job. And as a result, you know, that pressure's coming in. It's not letting them do the play action stuff that they wanted to do. So I, I feel like the injuries are kind of starting to catch up with them on offense. Uh, like you said, I think that we maybe disregarded that prematurely. I mean, I, I still don't think that the cup thing on its own is a big deal. But I think the the, the pressure on the interior is probably a bigger deal. Uh, and I don't like teams favored by this much on the road in division. Uh, so I will side with the cards here uh, for sure, getting the full two touchdowns. If it was under two touchdowns, I, I'd hesitate, but I like him at the full two. I agree. I, I don't, I'm just debating whether or not I want to put them in my five pack because the cards fit a, a few trends that we like here, right? Like the big divisional dog trends. Yep. And that same trend that I mentioned before for the Giants, you know, where you lost by three touchdowns or more the week prior and are getting seven plus the following week, the cards fit that trend as well. So they hit on that bet a couple of times this year because they've been so they've, bad. Yes. <laughs> uh, I backed them in a similar spot against the Chargers and lost badly, which is why I'm a little more gun shy than I would be. Um, I, I obviously think that the cards are the correct side. I'm just trying to determine how much confidence I'm placing in them. For sure. I, I'm in a very similar spot. Bears at Niners. Mitch Trubisky, a road favorite here by four against the Niners. Totals at 43. What do you think? Yeah, the, the Niners at home or as a home dog have been – a nice little sharp bet. Uh, the last few weeks, they were uh, one of the sharpest plays of the week last week. Huge discrepancy between, you know, public bet percentage and and dollar percentage. Um, and I think that that's what's kind of keeping this spread down. Mm -hmm. uh, talent wise, I think that the Bears are just far superior. Like we've seen the Bears just handle inferior opponents this year. Uh, I know Nick Mullins. I gave him a little bit of a shout out earlier in this pod. This is gonna. This could be a welcome to the NFL moment for him. Like, you know, it's a lot different going up against some of the teams he's faced versus going up against the Bears. 
Uh, so I think that the value here, in my opinion, lies with Chicago. We have the projected spread at the Action Network over as Bears minus six. So I think we're getting a little bit of value based on what San Francisco's done. I will take the Bears. Yeah, and I, I think that, you know, having Trubisky and, and all those passing weapons, like you can still throw the ball against San Francisco. The Niners have taken advantage of, I think, a couple of situations that really work in their favor. I mean, last week they played in just like nut low weather conditions against a team that wants to run the football. The week before that, they played against a team with no healthy receivers and wants to run the football. And, you know, running the football against San Francisco is doable, but it's not easy. It's way, way easier to throw it against them. And, uh, I mean, Trubisky is the best quarterback they've played in, in, in a few weeks. Uh, you know, How when, dare you? In, in terms of, like, I shouldn't say that. The best passing game that they've played in the last few weeks is the Bears because okay. the Seattle doesn't throw the football. You know, Seattle right. doesn't throw the football. So I, I really like the nine, I really like the Bears here. Um, I don't think anyone is disagreeing if you say that the Bears are way, way better than the 49ers. Um, they're a top five team in terms of overall DVOA. So San Francisco all the way down at 28. I uh, just feel like that's just a huge, huge discrepancy in matchups. So uh, I will take the Bears. Don't love a, a road favorite, obviously, but I think uh, I think the value is with them. I have no way of fact-checking this, but I also like to fade teams who scored on special teams the week prior. Sure. Like I think that that you know obviously is a huge factor in results, and it's impossible to duplicate unless you have like an all-time great return man. And even those guys don't have nearly as much of an impact in today's game that they used to. Yep. So, <clears throat> you know, if the 49ers don't run that kickoff back last week, they could it could have been a completely different game. So I think they're fading them at, this week is a sharp play. Yeah, just keep it close enough for uh, my boy Matt Breida to do some things. Uh, <laughs> Steelers at Saints. Uh, this is probably one of two premier games of the weekend. This is very watchable. Uh, Saints are favored by five and a half here at home. Totals at 53. Saints finally returning home after a three-game road trip, Matt. What do you think? Yeah, I like the Saints. I think that the Steelers, after coming off of that win against the Patriots and the Saints, you know, coming off of a, a game they very easily could have lost to Carolina, like I think that this is a time where we want to buy low on New Orleans. Um, obviously, the fact that they're back at home is humongous for them. And the fact that the Steelers are on the road might be even more important. You know, like fading the Steelers on the road has been profitable essentially since I've been born. So <laughs> I like the idea of selling high on them after a big win last week. Uh, give me the Saints. Yeah, I'm totally with you. I mean, I, I think New Orleans is just like itching to, to play it in back in the dome. Uh, Breeze really hasn't played great the last three weeks, but uh, I just think that those defenses at home were playing very, very feisty. The Steelers ha do have a good pass rush, but like on the back end, they're not great. You know, they're not great at covering receivers. They have Joe Hayden, but I feel like I, not a huge deal to me against a team where you know their best receiver plays a lot on the interior. Um, I just don't think they're going to have an answer for Michael Thomas. You know, maybe they'll have an answer for Kamara. They've done pretty well against pass catching running backs this year, but uh, I mean, this is just a classic breeze spot and. I, Again, I, I think that you maybe get the Saints at like a full seven here if it's just like, you know, they played this game a month ago and it's not off of the the three-game struggle on the road. So uh, give me the Saints. Yeah, and I also want to say there's pass-catching running backs and then there's Alvin Kamara. Of course. You know, like when, when the Steelers played the Panthers, they absolutely dominated Carolina except for Christian McCaffrey. Like, those guys are just in a different realm. Yeah, I definitely buy that. Sunday night showdown, Chiefs at Seahawks. I, I am in love with this game. I can't wait to watch it. Uh, but the Chiefs are favored by two and a half points on the road in Seattle. Seattle coming off of a, you know, a tough loss, obviously, to San Fran, and the Chiefs, you know, likewise, coming off division loss. So we got two teams coming off division losses. What do you think? I'm very conflicted here. Because you know I want to back Seattle as a home dog. Of course. You know, Russell Wilson hasn't seen that situation a lot in his career, but he is 5-1 and one against the spread. Um, that said, he was 4-0 and oh against the spread heading into this year. Just 1-1. One and one. He lost as a uh, home dog against the Chargers. So 
I, I'm just surprised at how low this spread is, to be honest. Like, yeah, I do think that Kansas City is just the far superior team. Like, I know Seattle has really outperformed expectations, but the Chiefs have been, you know, if not the best team in the league, one of the three best teams in the league. And Seattle is just not in that stratosphere yet. So uh, I'm going to take the Chiefs, but I do so with with zero confidence. And, you know, I will personally be rooting for Seattle. I really like the Chiefs here um, at less than three. I mean, I, I mean, I just think that less than the field goal is, is what swings me. Uh, Kansas City has been exceptional. Seattle's defense has not played very well over the last few weeks. They were a team that early in the year we were like, oh, this team is finally playing quality defense again, you know, even without Legion of Boom. But if you look now, they're, they're back to being 19th in past DVOA. Uh, really haven't played good defense for like the last month, I feel like. Now, obviously, you know, you get Seattle at home. That's a little bit of a different animal, 12th man, all that stuff. They do have a good home field. Uh, but I just don't think that they can stop the explosive pass game that Kansas City presents. Uh, you know, maybe they can slow down Travis Kelsey. They have done a good job against tight ends this year. But, I mean, I don't think anyone can stop a fully healthy Tyreek Hill. And it does sound like he is uh, returning to form. Uh, full participant in practice today. So uh, I really like the Chiefs here, minus two and a half. The one thing I will say is that some of these games, like, force Seattle to play more optimally. You know, like, when they've played the Rams, they've had to throw the ball more because they have to try and keep up. And, like, they've looked better when they've had to do that. So I'm very excited for the Seahawks guys in fantasy this week. Like, I'm going to need Russell Wilson and – our hometown championship uh, fantasy league. But again, like I just, the Seahawks could very easily put up, you know, 35 in this game. And that would be a real tough ask for, for Seattle. Yeah. That's a good point actually about them playing a little more optimally. Cause my, my, my uh, tendency here is actually just to take the under because Seattle runs the ball so much, but uh, maybe I'll rethink that. No. Last game of the weekend. I mean, is there anything better to unwrap on Christmas Eve than <laughs> Case Keenum on the road against John Gruden? I mean, you just can't you just can't beat that. Uh, Broncos are favored by two and a half here on the road. Totals at forty four. What do you think? In a game nobody will watch. Yeah, I'm gonna pass. Am I allowed to pass? <laughs> uh, <laughs> sure. I mean, I guess. I think the move is to take the Raiders as the home dog. It's a weird week, right? Like there's a lot of road favorites and I honestly find myself liking a few of these road favorites by quite a bit. I know. Um, so like I'm just taking the Raiders for that reason. Like I just don't want to be all road favorites. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I do like buying back on the Raiders after they look like crap last week against Cincinnati. You know, Denver's season is now officially over. They have nothing to play for anymore. So they could very well be uh, – not motivated in this contest, you know, looking forward to spending time with the family tomorrow. So I will take the Raiders, but again, like give yourself a Christmas present and don't watch this game. (laughs) I know we're all slaves to the NFL at this point, but like just take the night off. I might just get drunk. I'm going to have some Bailey's. I'm going to have some eggnog and I'm just going to pass out and it's going to be great. It's going to be the best decision I make on Christmas Eve. I mean, I'm hoping that I'm driving home from my parents, like sweating the best ball thing, and that's the only reason I want to. Right, right, right. Like, I have no, I have no players in this game. I have no like fantasy. Like, I just it's yeah, terrible. I can't imagine there's a ton of fantasy assets. I guess Philip Lindsay, if and people Jared, Jared Cook, him. probably. Yeah, Cook, right? Because Lindsay like was not really on the radar at the start of the season. Yeah, so. I would imagine he is not very, very highly owned. Um, but I, I do really like the under in this game. I'm going to continue to take unders involving uh, Denver. We hit it last week, obviously, and uh, I think it's another good one here. Like, I, I just don't think that either of these teams can score, and Denver not only can't score, but really does a good job of stopping other teams from scoring. So it's kind of a perfect spot. Uh, Oakland obviously isn't very good against the run, but if we assume that there's going to be like some run-heavy uh, game script between these two teams, uh, that's likely going to result in less scoring. So I like the under here. That's probably my strongest lean. And uh, I do like it quite a bit, actually. All right, Matt. We've made it through what I think is just a gross, disgusting slate. Um, 
But we've been red hot in the book at my bookie picks of the week, 17 and three. Let's see if we can keep it rolling here. What do you got? Yeah. I mean, you, you're nine and one. Like, you're making a last ditch effort here to try and get that record over 500 for the season. Like, this is, this is n- noteworthy stuff here, Anthony. I'm going to try and convince the Action Network to write an article about this. Okay. The race for 500. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, like, yeah, it's a weird week. I don't feel great about it. I have two road favorites in my five pack, which like I might have had two road favorites in my five pack for the other 15 weeks combined. So I've got the Vikings minus five and a half and the bears minus six or four. I'm sorry. In my head, that spread should be six, but it's four. I have the Bengals plus nine. I have the giants plus nine and I'm trusting the Patriots at minus 13 to do what they've always been able to do in the past, which is right the ship when everybody doubts them. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you on three of the picks. This is why I can't catch you, because we're just always overlap. But I mean, <laughs> I, New England, the Giants, and Cincy, I think, are just all great bets. Uh, I'm going to resist the temptation to take some of these road favorites, and uh, instead I'm just going to take a couple unders, a.k.a. the worst sweat in, in sports betting. But You've still- been crushing the unders. Yeah, I mean, it just sucks. Like, it's just a terrible bet to root for. I feel like a horrible bet. But uh, uh, we got Denver and Oakland under 44, the one we were just talking about. And I'm going to continue to ride unders with Lamar Jackson, at quarterback. Uh, Chargers, Baltimore, under 43.5. It is worth noting that uh, this total has already come down a bunch. Uh, definitely would have preferred to bet it earlier in the week. I think it opened up at 45. Uh, but even at 43.5, I think we're going to end up getting a little bit of value on it. So. Those are my five, and uh, hopefully we can keep it rolling. It, you know I'm all about this like fantasy pros contest, and I've uh, I've been really hot in that as well. 29 and 15 over the last two weeks, so I'm trying to just stay <laughs> a real comeback. I'm I'm like making a ton of picks every trying, game, every total. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to bet like everything because I'm trying to make just a, such a big comeback. 29 um, and 15. Yeah, some guy gave me crap on Twitter. You know, because I posted my monthly results and he was like, you only got 27 bets in a month. I make that in a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> and I was like, trust the process. And I was like, all right, well, then that's not a good formula, but <laughs> do whatever makes you happy. Like, I'm happy just finding a couple spots here and there and trying to take advantage. I'm not one of these people that needs action on every single thing in life. Just most things. Most things. Yeah, the fantasy honestly keeps me from betting more than I than I would probably otherwise. Uh, but yeah, hopefully we can keep it rolling, Matt. That's going to do it for this edition of Laying the Points, brought to you by my bookie. Please be sure to subscribe to, rate, and review the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Get the deposit bonus, of course, on my bookie for using promo code RotoViz, and uh, follow us here on the stream so that you don't miss a second of the action. We'll be back in like 15 minutes here to do uh, on the daily. So if you're watching the show, we're going we're gonna to end the stream for like 15 minutes and we're going to come right back for On the Daily with Matt Jones. So don't miss a second of that. For Matt LaMarca, I'm Anthony Miko. May the odds be ever in your favor. Thank you for listening to On the Daily, the Road of His Daily fantasy sports podcast powered by Road of His Radio. And special thanks to Randy E. Aguabo for the introduction. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the established Rotoviz Radio feed. Contact us via email on the daily DFS at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at on the daily DFS. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory.